I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to tell you about our friends over at Chalk. If you are a guy and you feel like you've been losing some of your edge, and you want to choose strength and vitality over weakness, complacency, if you just feel like you've lost a little bit and you just now feel exhausted all the time. The problem is men's testosterone levels are off a cliff historically. They're at all-time lows. Thankfully, Chalk are here to help real men just like you take back their right to proudly maximize your masculinity by boosting your testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. Now, Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com, manufactured right here in the U.S. of A. Chalk's natural herbal supplements are clinically proven to have game-changing effects on your energy, your focus, your mood. I can tell you, I've been taking Chalk now for a couple months, and they can help boost your testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. So don't give up. Don't just say this is the new normal. Go back to how you felt before. Maximize your masculinity today at chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com. Use the code BEN, and you're going to get 35% off any Chalk subscription for life. Check out the Male Vitality Stack. I've been taking it now for two months. Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com, promo code BEN. The Biden crime family and whistleblowers have come forward. So what did they say? It's our two-part series from Washington, D.C. It's Verdict with Senator Ted Cruz. Senator, it's like midnight. Whistleblowers have talked today, and we're sitting here with Congressman James Comer, our guest for a two-part series. This is probably going to be one of my favorite episodes that we've ever done. Uh, And we're going to go in order of how we got to these whistleblowers. But before we even get to that, you and I talked, we're pulling an audible before the show. We're going to find out exactly what those whistleblowers said today in front of the committee with with Congressman Comer. Well, Ben, let me welcome you to Washington, D.C. It's good to be here. It is almost midnight. You're out of Texas. You're out of Memphis. (laughs) That's right. You are in the swamp. You are in the depth. So my friend James Comer, congressman from the great state of Kentucky, chairman of the House Oversight Committee, has been deep up personal with Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and the, and the Biden crime family. And I got to say, when we started using that phrase, Biden crime, fa- crime family, I thought it was too harsh. I was like a little hesitant. Okay, that seems hyperbolic. I got to say, every damn day that unfolds, mm-hmm. that's less and less exaggeration. Yeah. And so James has been, the reason we're starting so late is he's been voting till 11 o'clock at night. So he just left the House floor. This is the reality 
of Washington. And today, this is gonna air on Thursday, but today, Wednesday, as we're sitting here almost midnight, you had a hearing in the House of Representatives that was a big, big deal. You had two groundbreaking whistleblowers. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so I just wanna start by, by asking what happened today? If someone, someone's busy, they're, they're driving to work, it's Thursday morning, they're driving to work, they didn't have time to turn on the TV yesterday, they didn't watch the testimony, so what did they miss? What happened in the House of Representatives on Wednesday? Well, I think we had a very substantive hearing on a very serious subject. The subject was the Biden criminal activity. And the two witnesses we had were, uh, I think, the most credible witnesses we've had in front of the Oversight Committee in the entire seven years I've been in Congress. These were the two highest ranking IRS career employees uh, from the International Tax Crime Division. So these were the guys that investigate all the suspicious wires, uh, all the foreign influence, uh, any type of tax evasion from foreign entities, the influx of uh, illegal Chinese money. These are the guys that do that. And they're part of an elite team, and there are only 12 on this team. So wow. this, was, this was two of the 12, one-sixth of the entire international tax fraud team for the IRS. And what they had to say was very concerning because I never knew over the past six months whether or not the IRS even knew about the shell companies yeah. that the Bidens had, if they even knew about all the suspicious activity reports that Treasury had that showed that the Bidens were laundering money through shell companies, through various banks, you know, pretty serious accusation. We've been talking about this and the Democrats have said, well, there's no evidence, uh, that's not true, that's fake news, Russian disinformation. So we finally had two whistleblowers come forward. They gave a transcribed interview to the Ways and Means Committee, which is the appropriate process. They're the ones, as you know, in the House that has jurisdiction over the IRS. Then uh, they agreed to come to a committee hearing for the House Oversight Committee. So the American people got to see today a six-hour hearing with 50 members of Congress, uh, each having six minutes uh, to ask these these IRS whistleblowers questions. And there were substantive questions on the Republican side. Now, the Democrats, all they thought about was Trump yep. and yeah. racism and, and things like that. <laughs> but we asked very substantive questions. And what we learned was that the Bidens ha have, create, ha have committed a series of crimes. Uh, there were many more tax evasion issues than what Hunter Biden mm -hmm. pled guilty to. Mm -hmm. The... IRS whistleblowers had investigated this for five years and they were told to stand down by the Department of Justice. And what happened is they took so long, they let a lot of the statutes of limitations expire to where the penalties that the Bidens were going to have to plead guilty to kept shrinking and yep. shrinking and yep. shrinking until there was nothing left. Yep. And so, Hunter, Hunter yep. serving zero j jail time. That's right. Zero jail time. Anyone else in America would already be in prison for the amount of money they evaded. All right, so let's start at an initial point. These two whistleblowers, look, an initial assessment you've got to make, the House of Representatives has to make, if we see an impeachment trial, the Senate has to make, and ultimately the American people have to make, is are these guys credible? Are they telling the truth? If they're lying, right. that, that's not very persuasive. And so if you're trying to assess, all right, are these credible witnesses, one of the questions you ask is, do they have a bias? Mm -hmm. You know, if you have a witness who is, say, a disgruntled employee that got right. fired, sometimes they make up all sorts of crazy exactly. stories. 
if you have a witness who's a partisan, maybe they're uh, you know a hardcore Republican, they hate Joe Biden, mm-hmm. and so they'll come in and, right. and testify to something nasty because they've mm-hmm. got a political bias. So one of the things that I think is striking is that both of these guys, they're career IRS employees. They've spent their entire professional life working at the IRS. Mm-hmm. They're both Democrats. Right. Neither of them are partisan Republicans. I, I don't know if anyone asked today, but I suspect neither of them voted for Donald Trump. I think that's a good suspicion. Um, you know, they've, they've said they're Democrats. Mm-hmm. They've identified right. as Democrats. The number of career IRS employees who are Democrats who voted for Donald Trump, if that's not zero, it's pretty darn close. Very close. So that suggests there's not a reason on the face to doubt what they're right. saying. They, they still might be lying. You, you've got to test what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Anyone that comes forward with serious allegations of criminality, and to be clear, what they've alleged is criminality by Hunter Biden. But look, if we were just talking about Hunter Biden, he is a troubled soul. Mm-hmm. He has substance abuse issues. If it were just Hunter Biden, this wouldn't be national news. Mm-hmm. But they're also alleging criminal conduct by Merrick Garland, the oh. attorney general of the United States under Joe Biden. And they are ultimately alleging criminal conduct by Joe Biden, the sitting yeah. president of the United States. They were. And they were headed towards Joe. They wanted to interview Hunter. They wanted to interview Joe Biden's grandchildren. They when, were when te- you say they, so people understand, yeah. who is they? They is yeah, who the, are the two witnesses? The, 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 there were more than two. There were mm-hmm. seven that were set to interview Joe, uh, Hunter Biden and his children. So they had a plan in they place. They had a plan. It was IRS employees as well as FBI employees. So were they working together or separately? They were so we working together. So they all had come together. They'd all agree that they should be they interviewed. They had gotten to the point to where they we need to knock on his door and say, hey, wh- where is all this? What's the source of this money? What, why, what did you do to receive this money that, from that, our enemies? You, you said we're going to knock on, on his door. One of the things that I found really stunning is what the testimony was that they're getting ready to knock on Hunter Biden's door. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing an investigation, you go knock on a suspect's door. You want to interview them. You want right. to catch them off guard. You want to right. get them to say exactly. something they're not expecting. Mm-hmm. Like you want them to, to, to get them to say something stupid. Because right. the sad thing is criminals really are stupid. Right. They say all sorts of dumb things. Right. So what did the whistleblowers tell us happened that is unusual when they're getting ready to hunt, knock on Hunter's door? The Secret Service, because at the time they were going to knock on Hunter's door, was at the point where Joe Biden had just got elected president. So he had Secret Service protection, and he had the transition team. Mm -hmm. The Secret Service was notified that Hunter Biden was about to be approached by IRS and FBI employees, and then the Biden transition team was approached. Then the Biden lawyers called Hunter Biden, and uh, then they called the FBI agents and the IRS agents and said, don't knock on that door. If he wants to come out, he'll come out and talk to you. Just wait. Well, they wow. waited and, and nothing ever happened. And then they were told to go home. So they were there at his house. They were there at his house. So and let me underscore the Department of Justice tipped off Hunter. Mm-hmm. Hey, they're coming to question you. And Hunter called in his lawyers and they said, don't talk to him. Right. Don't go outside. Like. In any other circumstance, if you're investigating criminal conduct, do you tip off the suspect no. beforehand? And they said that today. No. They said that never happened in their decade-long service to the IRS. When they were told to go home, who told them to go home? Their superior at the IRS. Was that unprecedented from unprecedented. their testimony? They said that never happened before. All right. You talked about suspicious activity reports. Mm-hmm. And there's been some discussion of this. Look, if you're at home, you're watching 
TV, you're trying to figure out what these are. What is a suspicious activity report and, and like when is it made? When does it occur? I knew a lot about these because I was a director of a bank for over a decade. Uh, a suspicious activity report is when the bank files notice with the Treasury Cabinet that they suspect their client has committed a crime. Doesn't mean they committed a crime. They, they have a strong suspicion that a crime was committed. So it's to protect the bank as well. So how frequently do these things happen? Very seldom, despite what the Washington mm -hmm. Post or in their defense of the Biden, they say, well, everybody has a suspicious activity report. That is baloney. I was on a bank board for 10 years. I think we issued two over the course of, of 10 years. And, and how many were, were issued concerning Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and the Biden family? Over 170. They were, they were direct. Wait, you were on a bank and they issued two in, in 10 how many years? years? If, you issue, if you had two SARS, they're called SARS in, in the banking industry. If you had two SARS against you, it would be hard for you to open an account somewhere. There wouldn't be any bank that would want to uh, have you as a customer because it's not worth the paperwork. Remember, when the bank files one of these, you can understand this, appreciate this, Senator. That's inviting the regulators to come in and regulate. Okay, that's the last thing the bank. So, want. 170 get filed. That means that somebody's getting a deposit in their account. It's a big amount. It's from somewhere suspicious. I mean, what triggers it? Why uh, you're a banker? Uh, what is it that makes you say we got to fi file a SAR? A large transaction that comes out of the blue. So, and what's had, large? So what, what is there a well, threshold? You had you had a million. I'll use the Robinson Walker account because we subpoenaed. That was the first bank okay. account we subpoenaed. Now, who's Robinson Walker? Rob Walker was one of the associates that they used to uh, funnel money from China and then and Romania and then down and launder it down to the Biden. So he's a guy that's doing business with Hunter and Joe Biden. Yeah. Okay. We don't know what that business is, yeah. but they got a $3 million wire from, from China. So this... So one wire, $3 million. $3 million. Now, remember, we got the bank records for 10 years. That bank account never had... You never got a $3 million wire? No, but I want one. Well, this is... No, I know, right. Yeah, okay. Okay, he called the Chinese. Look, Ben is a charming guy. <laughs> yeah. and, and he would like $3 million. He's <laughs> yes. not going to do a damn yeah. thing. No, it. you don't have to work for $3 million, apparently. So, so this account never had much activity in it over the course of 10 years, maintained around a forty dollars or $50,000 balance. Then one day, out of the blue, they get a $3 million wire from China. And so their bank says, this is weird. Yes. And it's coming from China. Like yes. on the face of it, right. it's You know wire. it's coming from China. Yeah. And he'd never gotten a foreign wire before. And there's $3 million in a, in a in an account that's never had more than fifty thousand, some months you know it had ten thousand dollar balance, but but never more than fifty thousand. Then all of a sudden, a three million dollar wire. And then what happens to that three million dollars when it lands? Twenty four hours later, because that's the minimum amount of time you can uh, you you have to have a uh, deposit in the bank for at least like the wire hours. needs to right. clear. Yeah, it needs to clear. Yeah. Twenty four hours and two minutes later. He starts. Are wired. you serious? Yes. Like really, yes, twenty-four hours much, and two much, minutes. Yes. Maybe an hour. Give me an okay. hour. And go. All right. So all right. I, I just, it okay. was more than two minutes. It was like fifty-six minutes. Okay, nineteen Pinocchios because yeah, right. you added fifty right. minutes, know, fifty minutes to it. So, but it's just after twenty-four. Just after hours. twenty-four okay. hours, the next day they start wiring incremental payments to different Biden shell companies. So, how many Biden shell companies? And, and you are know what there? that's called when you set up a bunch of shell companies. For the sole purpose to launder money, that's called racketeering. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast 
NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let me tell you about our good friends over at Patriot Mobile. If you've got a cell phone, and, and virtually everyone does now, how would you like to be with a company that actually supports causes that you believe in with every single bill you pay and no extra cost to you? That's exactly what Patriot Mobile, the only conservative Christian cell phone provider in the country, does. They take a portion of your bill every month when you pay your bill at no extra cost to you, and they support causes, things like free speech and religious freedom. They protect the unborn children and protect the sanctity of life. They advocate and support the Second Amendment and our military, our veterans, our first responders. They do this with your dollars every month. Now, for years, big mobile companies have been dumping millions into leftist causes, including Planned Parenthood. If you don't want your money going there, then switch to Patriot Mobile. They also give you great dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you get the best possible service in your area. Without the woke propaganda pushed by leftists working to destroy this country. So check out Patriot Mobile. PatriotMobile.com slash verdict. That's PatriotMobile.com slash verdict or 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Use the promo code VERDICT. You'll get free activation and the best deals of the year. Plus, you can keep your same cell phone number you have right now if you want to. 878-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash verdict. Yeah. All right, I'm going to ask you, I, I, I call these dumb questions, but they're important questions for people that understand this works. And I'll intervene. Look, one of the great things about this podcast, we try to ask lots of dumb questions. Yes. Uh, the, yeah. the, and, and I'll tell you, yeah. James, actually, the, the, the sort of vision for this podcast, we launched it four years ago. We launched this podcast on the first night of the very first Donald Trump impeachment. Mm-hmm. And that night, we started actually at midnight. We're reliving our, our origins because <laughs> yeah. I left the Senate floor from the trial of the Trump impeachment yeah. and I went to a studio and we recorded verdict. And I remember the first few times we did it, we'd get into things and I'm, our early production team, they said, okay, Ted, you're, you're getting too complicated. This is too detailed. Yeah. 
and, and, I, and they said, dumb it down. And I said, look, people don't want dumbed down. People are smart. They care about it. Now, what they do want is understandable. And, and here's the, the analogy I've used a bunch of times. If you have a terrible disease, you end to the doctor. Mm-hmm. You don't want the doctor to tell you, James, you got a boo-boo. Mm-hmm. Like, you want the doctor. If I got a uh, problem, tell me what the heck's, like, what's going on, I doc? Agree. But you don't want them to talk to you in a way that you need, like, a medical de- right. degree and, and expertise. Mm-hmm. So what we try to do and what, what Ben is doing, asking dumb questions, is to say, okay, we keep hearing about suspicious activity reports. What is that? Mm-hmm. Like a shell company. What is a shell company? Yeah, explain, you, hear, yeah. you hear shell company right. and, like, what does that mean? And, for well, some- and, and explain the shell companies connecting to money laundering, okay. how those two right. come together. Because a lot yep. of people that hear this, but they don't understand why you need so many of them. Right. And why you would siphon money into multiple right. shell companies? I come from the banking background, and yeah, I, I spend yeah no, but, but, but this is people want to know this. For me. I mean, it's, it has a double-edged sword there. But a shell company is a fake company. Okay, it's a company that so you, it's not a real business. It's not, it's not, not making they widgets. They don't make it's not, anything. They don't produce anything. They don't provide a good or service. Okay, they're just. You, it's just you a corporate could, entity that's we could, created on we paper. We could go to the Texas or Kentucky Secretary of State and file a company in two minutes that says uh, Cruise and Comer Energy Company. But that doesn't mean we have an energy company. Right. We just have an LLC, limited liability company, that says we're a energy company. So they just create these fake companies. And how many are we talking about? 20. 20? 20. 20. So 20 different Biden fake companies... They don't have factories. No. They don't have machinery. They don't, they don't have real products. Estate. They don't, they don't own have real a website. Estate. They, they don't, don't have a business card. They don't. So have they're twenty companies. They don't have a storefront. They have nothing. nothing. Okay. They're they're just. So it, and so that's where the laundering. Yes. So explain how you launder money and how that works. Money laundering is is hiding money. You're you're hiding the source of the money and you're uh, deceiving the international the Internal Revenue Service to try to evade taxes. So. It, if if the Hunter Biden was doing something legitimate for China, they could have just wired the money to Hunter Biden, but they didn't. They la- they sent it to a company called Robinson Walker. Then they wired it to a company called Owasco. Then they wired it to a com- another company called Bohe something or another. And then they start. And monthly. do these companies do anything with it? Or they're just it's, 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 it's just, just like a bucket to pour yes, the water yes. in. They pour it in another That's place exactly and pour it somewhere else. That's exactly what it is. And it was organized. This is like organized crime. This was very organized. So how did you unwind this? So you're sitting there doing a congressional investigation. Mm-hmm. If they're trying to hide it, presumably right. they make it hard to figure mm-hmm. out. So so what enabled you to 20 shell companies? How do you figure this out and connect right. the dots? Well, there was a we had a good start. Your colleagues, uh, Grassley and Johnson, had done a report. Uh, Miranda Devine had written a book. There were several good reporters that have been investigating on this for a long time. We took pieces of that, and then when I became chairman and got subpoena power, then I was able to actually subpoena bank records. And and the banks cooperated. The, most of the banks have cooperated. It's getting harder because here's what happened. Everyone on cable news, uh, some people that uh, I don't think are as smart a legal mind as you, Ted, uh, we're Thank we're you. giving me lots of advice on what to do. The first thing they need to do on day one is is subpoena Hunter and Joe Biden. I didn't do that, and I think that would have been a huge mistake. Yeah. I think that's what they thought I would do. If I had done that, it would have ended up in court. 
Then if I had subpoenaed some of these bank accounts, the bank would have said, we can't give that to you because there's ongoing litigation. Right. So what we did... So you started by gathering evidence. We started by subpoenaing bank records for shell accounts. Now, some of these companies had been abandoned because they never were real companies. Yeah, they never they sold anything, they never did anything. They hide yeah. the money they were getting from China and Romania and Ukraine. So those bank accounts... So, so let me stop you real quick. Are those the three countries that are involved? So far. China, Romania, and Ukraine. But all three of them, you've got payments from China, from Romania and Ukraine going to Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, or the Biden family. Is yes. that right? Not to Joe Biden yet, but to uh, everyone else in the Biden family. How many Bidens have the, have you identified that have gotten money nine, so far? Nine, and I and, think, and, and, I and think it, when you say identify, more. yeah, what's the so what is I've the, what's the, the criteria? Nine, I've heard the number twelve. So so what's the why we nine, actually why have nine. Uh, so you proved nine. We proved nine. I'm I would bet a lot of money if I were on the craps table, I would put odds behind three more members of the family. When you find, when you say there's nine. The, the reason is that nine? One, we haven't gone after the brother yet. And, yeah, the, and brother, by the, way, the brother's Jim. That's Joe's Joe's Jim brother. and Frank. Don't forget about Frank. There's I, I had brothers. forgotten about Frank. Yeah. Okay. So I hear about Jim. All right. So Joe, how many Joe has two brothers? Two brothers. And so I got to say one of the things I've wondered, in fact I was having dinner with some folks tonight who asked me. They said, "Okay, Hunter's been indicted. What about Jim?" Like what what about Jim? Yeah. Jim was the big dog of this entity before Hunter Biden came along, you correct? You know why Jim's not in the in the news right now? He didn't leave a laptop laying around. But I'll tell you what Jim has done. He's in court in about four or five different states being sued by former partners for fraud. Really? Yes. Why has that not been covered? Well, you tell me. So we'll get to the point to where we'll start subpoenaing his bank records. I think some of these cases, part of the so reason the we can't get 12, it because he's in litigation. All right, the night. 9 or 12, you've got Hunter, you've got Jim and Frank. That's three. Who are we talking about as the rest? Who, who are the other players? The other players are uh, Frank, Frank's wife. So Frank's wife. Uh-huh. And, and we believe that Jim's got family members, too, that may have received wires. And then, you know, ultimately... With Joe, I suspect there are offshore accounts. And we kind of learned that today. One of the last questions. So what's the evidence of offshore accounts that you learned today? There are, the IRS whistleblowers confirmed when I asked if they had documents pertaining to foreign accounts, and they said they did. Wow. But they couldn't turn them over to us. They have to go through that process and turn it over to the Ways and Means Committee. And I requested they do that, and they said they would. So the $3 million that you saw transferred in, you said that got transferred out. Where all did it go? The, so Rob Walker kept a third of it. There was another guy. That's a good business partnership, million, right? Million bucks. You, you help mon- launder money. Mm-hmm. You don't do anything. Yeah. Look, I, I'm not sure. And you get a third. I'm not sure the exact pricing on that, but, but that's, I, I think that's better than pimp skin. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know, yeah. but, yeah. I, that's but good. I don't think they take a third. Somebody else got a third, and then the the. Do we know who the somebody else uh, is, or do you and you can't say? No, no uh, I do. We put that in a report. All right, so somebody else got a third. Somebody else got a third, and then the Bidens got one point three million of the three million, and one point three to different Biden family members. Yes. Okay. And that's just that from one particular payment. transaction went to four different Biden family members. So that was one suspicious that activity was one, report. One. There and there's a hundred and how many? One hundred sixty-nine more. Plus. 
just because, okay, those were suspicious activity reports that were created by Joe or Hunter Biden. Then they were the subject of another hundred suspicious activity reports. So that's 270 if you're counting individually. At least. So if you're the Treasury Department, because Treasury is getting these, these SARs. Yes. What do they do with the SAR? Just generally speaking. They, they, they're they, supposed to turn it over to the IRS investigators, which they knew about the SAR. So that part of the equation works. Somehow the so, IRS okay. whistleblowers knew about the suspicious activity report. All right. I ask these questions because this is complicated for a lot of people. So normal course of business, a bank fills out a SARS report, walk what normal is compared to what actually happened with them. Normally, if you get normally, and and here's what the the suspicious activity report said. I've had access and I've read them all at Treasury. They said they suspected they were money laundering. They suspected they had... uh, and this is from multiple banks. It's yes, not just multiple banks. Banks you've heard of. J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo, U.S. Bank. These are Bank of Big America. Banks. Big These banks. These are serious banks with real serious lawyers that, that like know what And they doing. knew who they were. They said this is a politically exposed person. They suspected some of these wires were coming from state-owned entities. They said that from some of the Chinese. Okay, so you're going to have to explain that, what like that the means. The communist government yes. is sending the money. Yes, According wow. to and J.P. The, and, Morgan. And the whistleblower in that scenario is the bank who's saying that. The whistleblower So J.P. Morgan is saying, we believe... J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo, Bank of America. So they write this suspicious activity report. Way, like all of those banks, J.P. Morgan, their CEO, Jamie Dimon, is a mm-hmm. prominent Democrat. Right. I mean, none of these banks are Republicans. No. None of these banks have it out for the Biden. Well, we've lost Wall Street. They're all yeah. Democrats. Yeah, I mean, that's right. not... So, so these yeah. are all banks that are reliable political donors mm-hmm. to the Democrats. Mm-hmm that are nonetheless looking at reports saying, wow, this is really concerning. Mm-hmm. But they're writing in the report. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm in shock by this. I, I, you've seen a lot more of, of this stuff in the legal world than I have. I'm genuinely in shock right now, the fact that you're telling me that an American bank is writing that we believe a wire transfer coming into the Biden family is coming from the Chinese communist government, not and an entity. it's money laundering. It's mon- and we're saying it's money laundering on top of it coming from the Chinese communist government. Is that the moment when you said, holy crap? Yeah. Wire fraud, tax fraud, money laundering. So they're naming all the things they think. All right. So then Treasury reports it to IRS. They begin investigating. When did did they open the investigation to Hunter Biden? 2018. I I know they were investigating in 2018. It could have been earlier. So, So at least five years. Yes. Now... This investigation, look, if it's been at least five years, that they, they just announced an indictment weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. What, what took them five years? That they were stonewalled the whole time. They said they couldn't do it. They were ready to go at the 2020 election. And they were told by the Deputy U.S. Attorney Wolf in Delaware, oh, the optics are bad. We can't do this before an election. And they told him to stand down. And then once Joe Biden So it's became, DOJ that, that was stonewalling them. Yes. All right. Let's talk about... So a number of the potential offenses that Hunter Biden committed, the statute of limitations is run on. Yes. The most serious tax crimes he's committed, statute of limitations yes. is run on. Why? What happened? Because they were told to wait. They couldn't do it because of the election. Then once he became president, they're like, well, we don't need to do this. You have to understand this. This is what they said today. 
they knew that Hunter Biden committed a bunch of crimes. They felt like all roads were leading to Joe Biden. And that's what was making the Department of Justice nervous because they they weren't it is they, they didn't it. feel they were that concerned about Hunter Biden. It's just they were worried. Okay, what's he doing to get this money? There's no legitimate business here. It has to be something his father's done. And good God, he's the president of the United States now. We don't. Can you go explain statute of limitations? A lot of people. It, it sounds normal legal, but I think it's important that we explain yeah. this. When you have a five-year window, as it's described, right? You've got five years on some of these crimes that you should, you have five years to basically charge someone with that crime. Right. Once you're outside that five years, you cannot charge them for that crime, even right. if you know they committed the crime. That's right. And look, a statute well, of limitations I mean, is really important. You know, if you were in high school and you knocked off a liquor store, I'm not saying you did, I'm not saying you didn't. Yeah. But if you did in high school. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> um, notice how quickly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But even if you did, there's a statute of limitations. The idea is you shouldn't have to face the possibility for criminal prosecution 5, 10, 20 years after something happened. Because if someone charged you with something you did 20 years ago, and by the way, it's more than 20 years ago you were in high school. Yeah. I, just, just to I know, I'm getting like old. Really I know, I know, I'm getting old. But look, if someone charged you, how would you defend yourself? Yeah. Like, you don't, you don't have any evidence for 20 years. Part of the reason of a statute of limitations is that it's impossible to defend yourself from something so long ago, there are no witnesses, there are no records. So the idea is if you commit a crime, there's a, there's a period of time for which you're liable. But it also means if you get past the statute of limitations, you can't prosecute. And, and, so and I, prosecutors know the statute of limitations. It, it is critical and you focus and on- these guys knew it, they knew it was getting close and they were still told to stand down. All right, so the most important thing that I heard James say is that the investigation all understood that the real focus of the criminality was Joe Biden. Yeah. And that they wanted to investigate Joe Biden. Hunter really wasn't important. And that the Department of Justice blocked them, interfered, obstructed with their going after Joe Biden. That's a big damn deal. And you know what? If you want to hear more about that, this is a two-part series. You got to listen tomorrow. Tomorrow, we're going to do the second half which is Joe Biden's direct criminal liability and how the Department of Justice obstructed justice, covered it up, blocked the investigation. We're gonna do that interview right and, now. And make sure that you share this because this is why we're doing this. People need to take this, put it on social media. It's on Facebook, it's on YouTube. If you're listening to the podcast, share that as well so that everybody knows what's going on. This is what the media is not covering. Make this go viral. Well, and ask yourself, have you heard this on TV? Have you read about this in the paper? Has anyone explained what a suspicious activity report is? Has anyone explained how strange it is that there are 170 of them? This podcast exists to give you the facts that you can't get watching TV news. You can't get reading the newspaper. So share this, like it, get others to watch it, and watch part two that's coming out tomorrow. Let me tell you about our friends at Augusta Precious Metals real quick. If you are close to retirement or you are in retirement, you know how important it is to protect your hard-earned dollars. You know how important it is to protect your 401k, your IRA, and that is where Augusta Precious Metals can come in. A lot of people have had losses over the last several years, and there is no time to make up those losses if you are close to retirement or in retirement. 
And that is why I guess the Precious Metals wants to talk to you so that they can talk to you about how gold can be used to help diversify your portfolio. Now, Augusta is a little bit different. They will actually not only send you the free investor's guide on gold right now, but they will do a one-on-one web conference with you as well. They'll talk to you about your needs. They'll talk to you about what your goals are and about protecting and preserving your hard-earned dollars. Call them. Not only will they send you that investor's guide on gold right now, but again, they'll do the web conference with you as well. 877, the number four, Gold IRA, 877, the number four, Gold IRA, 877, number four, Gold IRA. Or visit them online, AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 